Who are you? A friend, or lover, or wife. Kate. Had a boy. Except I'm Faith now. Part of the makeover. What are you doing here? Remember our wedding day, Duncan? I do. The way we danced. I felt like we were flying. Of course, we did come down. Didn't we? Somebody order a club sandwich. Welcome to the Highlander Rewatch Podcast, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Two, two things. One, I don't actually remember when that line happens, so someone's going to need to remind me. Oh, and it's two, the part where Duncan's in a deli. And he, yeah. and he orders a club sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, like, the thing that makes a club sandwich a club sandwich is that it has a middle layer of bread, right? Yeah. It has three layers there's of bread. Three, okay. There's la- layers, right? Why? Layers. Like, you... is that ever really necessary, or is it just like a thing? Oh, I see. Like, there's no like, str- like if you took out the middle layer of a club sandwich, it would just be like a big sandwich, like a Dagwood. Like the the difference between a Dagwood and a club sandwich is the middle piece of bread, maybe. Right? Maybe I don't oh. know. Mm. Oftentimes, I feel like a lot of club sandwiches I see, like they're not so big that like the third piece of bread seems to add anything to my experience. Adds more bread. Adds more bread, I guess. Love those I carbs, love more right? bread. That's right. Well, here Cargo we are load. talking about sandwiches. Yeah. Highlander and club sandwiches. That's right. <laughs> That's our favorite character, Cracker Bob. That's right. Uttering that line. Do you guys have a favorite sandwich oh, you like? See, that, to the club? Cool. Sorry, Kyle, I was like, what? go ahead I, I was using club as like a verb like do you like to like which sandwich would you like to club like like to take no. out just remove with, yeah to like, just like clubbing it like a seal no like you, you're like you know what this ham and cheese sandwich would be great with an extra piece uh, of bread like i've clubbed it Ooh. or peanut butter and jelly right yeah yeah for me it's like a turkey it's a turkey based deployment turkey it needs based? to be like the, the meat itself needs to be neutral enough that like I want a lot of it, and like, it it'll it'll be tall. You know it'll what I mean? It'll be tall. Okay. Mm, it'll be tall. It'll be tall. Very Dark good. Tall. Well, I'm glad we learned all about. So that explains why I didn't remember because most of my reviews of this have been of the theatrical cut in which Cracker Bob says zero lines. <laughs> mm. So that would explain why I did not remember that line. A club sandwich. Mm-hmm. It's because he has a baseball bat. Yeah, this character which fights is... with a spiked bat, which notably is a weapon that's incapable of decapitating something. <laughs> yep. But I digress. Yep. yep, we'll talk about it. Uh boy, oh boy. Okay, so um, before we get into a recap of our previous four episodes, 
uh, let's play the old catalog game. Let's right. do it, baby. So the way this works. Uh oh, I didn't actually bring it up on my thing. I can't believe it. I blew it, guys. I oh my it. goodness. I my first question it. is, how dare you? I am. I'm upset about it too because you know. Uh, but why don't you tell uh, our listeners about how they can view the Highlander Rewatch podcast, podcast, oh. YouTube, etc. Oh, you can find it. If you want to listen to us, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. But recently, since the onset of this pandemic, we've been recording them. So you can either go on Facebook or on YouTube and find us. You can watch our smiling faces. That is probably the optimum way to view these episodes, because especially as part of our endgame coverage, we've been showing a lot of clips from the movie. They are all baffling. They are all nuts. Uh, buckle up. We'll do our best to describe them for the people who are just listening, but you know, seeing is believing when it comes to this uh, monstrosity. <laughs> Very That's good. Right. Which, right. Not unlike whatever monstrous image we're about to see in this catalog. Oh, I, I I cannot wait. The reveal of this is going to be so good. There are two pictures I'm going to show you. So the way the catalog game works, uh, if this is your first episode, is I'm going to read an item description out of the Highlander catalog. Kyle and Eamon are going to do their best to try to guess what the price uh, of that item is. If they guess within 20%, uh, higher or lower, uh, they get my respect for the rest of the episode, and they get to give their opinion first, uh, which is what a treat. What a treat, right? What a Everyone treat, Everyone cannot indeed. wait. <laughs> so um, today I'm going to be reading out of the 1996 catalog again, uh, and we may have covered this item before. This might be a different description, and certainly there's going to be a different picture that accompanies it. So this is only Ooh, part baby. of the picture. Uh, some floppers. Yes, yeah, so we got some floppers there, right? What do you think right. of, uh, look at all the rocks and stuff. We talked about that last time, that the aesthetic of this catalog is so different than the others, that like everything is staged like it's jewelry or something. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what you would call this, uh, like desert aesthetic or whatever, but it's something, Got it's it. a choice. Uh, oh boy. This right. is, it looks, it looks like what? fruity pebbles. It oh, looks yeah. like the bottom of a lizard cage. Yeah. All right. Putting Especially a with seed... the floppy disks yeah. involved in this beautiful image. Good I, God. I All like right. that the floppy disks are spread out like a like a hand of playing cards. That's right. We gotta be able Dealer. to see them all. Yeah. Also, I don't know how big a, a floppy disk was. Uh yeah. Is it, is it like how much? Do you remember? I'm trying to remember. Oh, uh well, I guess there are different kinds. There were like bigger kinds, but then these kinds, I think they just fit into like the palm of your hand, right? I didn't mean like how like large they were. Oh, I mean like, like the, how much the, data. The, like yeah, the these data? are what, like oh, three and a half remember. uh yeah. floppies or whatever they were called. Is it like three megabytes? Is it even less than a megabyte? I don't remember. Ooh. Three point uh, five sounds right to me, but I also could be getting that confused with inches. All right, who wants to well prices write this? Keith and Amen. How much data was stored on the average could be stored on the average floppy disk? I'll say five megabytes. I'll Amen. say three. The answer, 1.44 megabytes. Holy crap. On the wow. average, three and a half inch floppy disk. So every photo my camera, my phone takes is bigger than an entire disk. Yes. Oui. That's amazing. It's Wonderful. All right, so here we go. I'm going to read the description for the Highlander screensaver, item number 153 out mm. of the Highlander 1996 catalog. Your computer patiently awaits your commands day after day, week after week. An eternity of patience. It deserves some excitement. Wow, this is, what? Uh, now, with your command, it becomes a warrior at the ready. Give it some muscle, give it the fury of the quickening, and what? the action of battle with the what? blockbuster Highlander screensaver. 
Blockbuster Highlander screensaver. Morph through hundreds of production stills from Highlander movies and television series. Select from three movies, the television series, or computerized action scenes. Witness the quickening. Wow. wow. Good God. Yeah. Computerized action scenes? What does that mean? Uh, I... Would you like to know? Would you yes. like to know the accompanying image? I have not seen this in forever. Uh, this this is like my favorite Highlander image ever. Everybody buckle up. Let's see it. It's not changing. Why isn't it changing? There what? we go. There we go. It, oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 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 Let's talk about this, is this like Highlander Tron or whatever this is. Reboot. This, this is, is amazing. This this is an actual uh this is production art for the, the Highlander reboot guys. Yeah. So for for the our, our listeners, wow. it, Duncan McLeod is <laughs> in his in his famous sword holding stance, and part of his body is like a computer like wireframe. Uh-huh. Yeah, as it's all being struck by lightning. Uh-huh. Yeah. In particular, his left foot is really getting yeah. it. Oh, but boy. like it looks like it's burning through his clothes. This is nuts. This is ghastly. <laughs> and if Keith zoom in on his hands again. Uh yeah, the cutouts. Yep. Yep. So like this is really bad, like Photoshop lasso tool. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they the end game <laughs> poster is better than this shockingly this is, this is something right oh my it's god literally at least the end game poster looks like a thing look at yeah. look at duncan's like computer abs and stuff right? yeah he's got computerized abs added in this is crazy. they're very erotic it is very erotic wow i love and it. it's like yeah this is great i want this on a t-shirt <laughs> on a t-shirt <laughs> this would be good on a t-shirt wouldn't it yeah it would be good i want this tattooed on my body that can be arranged. Okay. Yeah. Do you want this tattooed on your entire body? Like, yes. I like you need to have a wireframe mm -hmm. all over. I would love yeah. it. This Whoa. is amazing. So, so right, is man. this on the screensaver? Like, I you get so. this Duncan computerized Duncan. Why would you? Yeah, guess... Why would you pick this image over other images? I don't know. I don't just either. a blank screen. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. So what did they? What did they refer to it as? They called it a computerized action scene. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> good, good. Well, Eamon, you get to guess first. How much would you pay in 1996 for the Highlander screensaver? Oh, my God. I, I have to imagine this is expensive, uh, but I've been overshooting it. Yeah, you guess like $60 for that watch. Uh, yeah. Well, that was high-quality watch. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to say $40. All right, $40 for a screensaver. Kyle. I'm gonna guess $24.99. All right, $24.99. Eamon, you are the winner with $40. Oh. This uh actual retail price was $35. Wow. This is up. more expensive uh, than the watch. More expensive than the watch. Uh today you would pay the price of $58 for this screensaver. Very good. Computerized action scenes, man. Look at that. I wonder what else. Does it like I want to see the rest of these? Right? Yeah. So if Good anyone dog. out there uh, has access, like I think I have the screensaver, but I've been able to get it to work. So if anyone has any of the images from it, especially the computerized action scenes ones, like get yes. them over to us because these are incredible. And yeah, is, they should definitely go on a t-shirt. Uh, it is very reboot, but it doesn't. It don't like the proportions are wrong. Like it doesn't look like his legs are like. 
matching up with the rest of his body. No, and like it looks like he's got like the Batman the animated series shoulders that are way, <laughs> yeah. too, way too wide, right? Yeah. That's wow. amazing. Good find. So congratulations, Eamon, on guessing it right. You have gained my Thank respect you. and you get to give your opinion at the end of Ooh. the episode. So I can't wait to hear what that glowing opinion Who? is. Yeah. All right. So now we're wait. in episode five now of our coverage. Uh, we've gone through our trailer reaction plus, uh, I don't know, about like 15 minutes of the movie so far. It's been longer than that. Uh, so why don't we recap what has happened so far? Uh, we get an exciting, boring, uh, open, exciting, boring, I just said. We get a very boring opening credit sequence mm -hmm. where it's just clouds. Uh, Duncan buys a hot dog. Mm -hmm. uh, Rachel, Rachel blows up. Blows to hell, right? She's done. Yep. So uh, what else happens? Uh, Connor's mom also blows up. That's right. Yeah. Uh, in a flashback, we meet Jacob Kell, who apparently doesn't care about the rules of the game, and he and his group, of, like his world's lamest motorcycle gang, uh, destroys what may be a monastery, probably not. Right? A sanctuary. If you will. Uh, Duncan has bad dreams about this event. Connor mm. has apparently placed himself in the protective custody of this sanctuary, and we are led to believe that Hell has killed everyone. Mm -hmm. And us knew about it, and there's yeah. a mysterious woman who calls Duncan on the phone. We don't know who that is, and some watcher is following Mac around. We don't know what mm. that's about. Nope. So that's where we are. Great. Great. All right, so let's continue with the movie. Uh, so our next cut after, I guess, what, what happened in the, the previous scene? This was Duncan met with Mythos. And Mythos yes. like told him finally like what is the sanctuary. So the final scene we got was like explaining that people take themselves like out of the game, right? In and that the sanctuary has been annihilated. Annihilated, uh, like Mortal Kombat. Um, Mortal Kombat annihilation. So, that's right. So now we get a smash cut to Mac is like flying to New York City, and so we get some like Max in a cab. Uh, there's mm -hmm. some like some stock footage, uh, I guess, is so, used. Although I, I think from the, the commentary, they, they did film in New York, which is yeah shocking to me that like more is not filmed there. And it's just like driving around in a cab. Although I guess yep. I can kind of see why that's the only footage you can get. Like, yeah. hey, do we need a shooting permit? Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> we can probably get away with it. One thing I actually forgot to mention uh, during the last scene, during the Mythos exposition, mm -hmm. is a difference between the theatrical cut and the... Uh, producer's cut. The sure. producer cut being the DVD version, the theatrical cut being what's on HBO right now. So, as you may recall, in the theatrical cut, the opening scene where Duncan McLeod orders a hot dog and they have he has like this awkward interaction with Connor mm -hmm. does not start the movie. Some of that footage is punched in to the description uh, that Mythos gives of the set, the sanctuary. Hmm. Um, where all of a sudden Mac has this interaction with Connor where he goes like, I've never seen you like this. But we don't actually, in, in the context of this cut, we don't actually see what Connor is doing. Right, he, right. He's like, I've never seen you like this, Connor. And Connor goes like, people change, Duncan. And that's the end of the flashback. And that is punched into that. <laughs> that. It is insane. Uh, so, Watch so I thought that happened after the conversation with Mythos. It actually happens in the middle of it. Uh, so that was technically also New York footage, which is what reminded me to mention it. Good. 
All right. Uh, so Mac is like looking out the window. I mean, part of me like likes the use of voiceover here, weirdly. Like Mac's driving around while he's being driven around. Uh, and we hear some dialogue with him and Connor talking about like Scotland and how the English have ki- like destroyed all the clans. Uh, and then like, I guess Connor's saying like, it'll always be Scotland and Mac will get to go back one day. And like, mm. as soon as he said that line, I was like, oh, is that going to be important to the movie? Like going back to Scotland. Like it seems important enough, uh, at least the way it's presented here. Like, that might be thematic. No. Nope. Said. No, it is, it is not. not. Uh, so this triggers a flashback. So we go Watch to you back. <laughs> Kildare, Ireland in 1712. What happened? So Duncan and Connor come across uh, some, some damsels in distress. Right. Yes. And uh, uh, all right. <laughs> go so. on. Oh no, we're we are about to meet our spe- a very special guest star, we are. WWE superstar, The Edge. The right? real baby. Now we did not talk about his IMDB credits no. earlier. I don't know if we want to take this opportunity now. Why don't we're... you tell us a little bit about The Edge? I have some stuff I'd like to share as well because he is what a guest star, a special guest star. Yeah, the what Edge a special guest is a, uh, a former WWE champion who, like so many wrestlers, uh, attempts to make the transition into film. Uh, and oh boy, has he been in some absurd films? Uh, wow, I don't know of, about this. I didn't look at his credits. This is exciting. Well, the most notable one that everyone should just go see—it's available for free on YouTube. You won't—it won't be a waste of ninety minutes. Is the movie Money Plane? Starring none other than huh? I forgot he's in that. Yes, he is in fact the main character of the film Money Plane, which uh, also boosts. I'm sure they only got him for one day each, but Kelsey Grammer and Thomas Jane are both in that film somehow. Uh, The Edge's real name is Adam Copeland, by the way. Uh, You could also see him in a. WWE made some of its own movies back in the day uh, as a way of like helping promote these crossovers. Uh, so he's also in a, a film called Bending the Rules with Jamie Kennedy, in which uh. the edge plays corrupt cop uh, <laughs> Nick Blades. Wow. God damn it. <laughs> uh, he has to team up with Jamie Kennedy, who is a district attorney. <laughs> some bad guys. Wow. Um, I, I I have some just like info on the edge I'd like to read. Uh, oh, so, by all means. So this is, is it from... the edge or just edge? I think it's just edge. Oh, it's just edge. I'm it's, so... I, I suppose it is just edge. All right. Edge. The edge is in you too. Uh, oh, you're right. That infinity guitar, man. That's right. Bono and the edge. Watch that video of him falling off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Then watch the video of Kelsey Grammer falling off the stage. All good. They're all great. Uh, so all this is from together. Wikipedia, and it says Edge utilizes the spear as his finisher. WWE Ooh. announcer Michael Cole praised the psychology Edge in, in, uh, included in the move, since he knew that the longer he made the audience wait, the better it was going to be. He also performed other finishers, including a lifting DDT called the Edge Q. I can't even say it. Edge Q. Edge Cution. It's Edge Execution. Edge Execution, right? <laughs> uh, and, an, and an inverted sharpshooter submission hold called the Educator. I love Ooh, that. Ooh, I like that. The That's way. That is a much better bit of wordplay. Yeah. 
Yes, yeah, uh, but this is this is the real meat of it. Uh, no pun intended. Mm. In 20, uh, 2006, after performing a segment with Lita where they had sex in the ring, nice Edge became uh, began to use the nickname of the Rated R Superstar. Uh, also, he is nicknamed the Ultimate Opportunist due to how he used the Money in the Bank briefcase to win the world title. I have no idea what this is even talking about. <laughs> but like, I'm like, what? Um, but the sex in the uh, in the ring, guys. I got a clip. I couldn't help myself. This oh is boy! Like, of course yeah. not. Let's see it. So this was like. Is this found... rated R for our people at home? No, it is not. Although it's like uh. it's still not that suitable. I mean, nothing we're doing is very suitable anyway for work. Uh, here's here's the bed. R for and anything. I love all there's that. A, there's a bed involved. Well, it's got to be comfortable. Uh, I like all these these matrix numbers. Right? Isn't that crazy? um so somebody edited this for youtube so it like cuts around a bunch uh we also don't have to watch it all but i, I definitely think it's worth uh a, a glimpse right a glimpse so is sure. gentlemen please Ooh. welcome there he is so edge is it's gotta be great. Champ is here! <laughs> <laughs> just seeing this man None is the king. Put him in a movie. Right? Yeah. Happen inside this ring. I outsmarted all of you. Contract after Edge. the elimination chamber Let's, let's match. skip ahead to the juicy bits here. Yeah. Look at oh. this. He's got it. I guarantee you. This you watch him now. Oh. <laughs> So Edge is taking this woman's clothes off. Is this supposed to be like family entertainment? Yes. I don't think yeah, wrestling rest. is supposed to be family uh -oh. entertainment. Oh, he's going what? Down what? Down hey, he's going down south. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh no. Here comes Rick. Flair. This is Rick so Flair is joining. Crazy. <laughs> So Edge hits oh, Ric Flair in the head with a folding chair. Yes. So this, wow. John Cena shows up a little later as well. How about oh, that? good. Of course. Uh, I, I like all these people. John Cena, Edge are all like they saw what The Rock did, like how he actually did transition into being a like a very legit actor, and they're like everyone. They're all trying to like recreate that. And sure. just no one pulls it off. John Cena, Cena comes way, much baby. closer than the Edge, yeah. though. He's going to be in Suicide Squad. Edge? Yeah. Uh, or John the, Cena. John Cena. All right. Who's Kelsey Grammer play? And Edge. Who, yeah. would, who would Kelsey Grammer play in Suicide Squad? Joker. Uh, I, say, I would watch <laughs> Joker, Joker. Joker, really? <laughs> would he have all the tattoos? The, yeah. the Jared Leto tattoos? <laughs> I, so I am a... I, I would scrambled. It would say scrambled. <laughs> <laughs> that's very good i would go on record saying i'm just in general like a joker skeptic like it is not a character i find particularly interesting just as a rule like i don't think that anything about the bones of that character is very worthwhile he's a crime clown he's so yeah, deranged like, man <laughs> shrug and like anytime a, a human in nature indicates they're very interested in the Joker. I'm like, you are probably a dangerous man. I agree. Uh, yeah. But 
there are few things I find more distasteful than Jared Leto's Joker. Oh, wow. I fucking hate it. It is back. He's back, baby. Snyder cut. Yeah, I find it so uninteresting. Like, it is just grown. Like, it has none of the charisma of, like, a Jack Nicholson or, like, the moodiness of a Heath Ledger. It's just pointless. Yep. But I, yep. I'm really looking forward to the Snyder Cut. Nobody send us any messages. We love the Snyder Cut. Snyder Cut all the way. <laughs> yep, there we go. We're That's like one of the Snyder most divisive cut, topics on the internet, isn't it? Snyder yep. Cut stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, especially now that well, now Joss Whedon's in trouble too. So, oh yeah, maybe oh, we yeah. do need a Snyder Cut. All right, uh, back to Highlander flashback, seventeen twelve. Mac, I see, I keep saying Mac, Duncan and Connor are riding on their horses and come across a stop carriage that has Kate in it and some other woman. Uh, a, a character, who's Kate, Keith? Oh, I don't know. I guess it's this person. Some woman, yeah. yeah it has uh, a, a woman who kind of looks like a hot mouse. I don't know. <laughs> she's like, I don't know, she's got a very mouse-like face. Oh, boy. Uh, but this is the pop star that we've been discussing. Lisa B. Lisa, Lisa B, B, whose music right. we heard last time. We come to learn her name is Kate at some point. At some point, not at this point, I don't think. Not right? at this point, though. Yeah. And like, we don't Ed... know who characters are. It's so hard to like figure yeah. this out. Uh, so they are, their carriage has been stopped by these like highwaymen or whatever, and mm-hmm. they are pretending to be, I guess, uh, you know. Representatives of the king. Right. They're they've got to collect the toll collectors. Right. Yeah. And of course, this is all made up bullshit. Uh, they've got yep. like some fi- like forged document from the king uh, that's just signed with an X. And I guess Connor makes fun of them for that. Anyway, it's so like, oh, does the king in the habit of signing things with an X? Right. Uh, so Mac at this point pays the the uh, the toll, uh, but what we don't know is he's stolen. I guess his like purse or whatever. So like he gave him a you know you know one penny all and tall. took all the money. Uh, yeah. So then we get this like swashbuckling scene. What do we guys think about this? This is among the more fun scenes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My note at this scene is, can Christopher Lambert actually do any of this stuff? <laughs> yeah. You mean like roll around and, you know. Well, the, if you look at, especially in the theatrical cut, what they have him doing, Connor is like doing all this really dexterous stuff. Lambert does like nothing. He'll just like flick his wrist and like a sword will go flying. Like they don't oh, okay. actually show him really doing any sword fighting at all in this sequence. Like Duncan is like they beat like a number of people, but Duncan is yeah. actually working and Lambert is just like punches someone in the face and then <laughs> Right. Uh that could be like time, you know, time restrictions or something. Like, did he not have enough time to like learn all the I mean, there are, like, I guess a lot of sword fights in this movie, question mark? Yeah, but it's, like, it's a little stunning, honestly. Like, when you view, if you look at it again through that lens, it's, like, what is he, like, it makes it look like he's not up to it. Yeah. Especially because this is the first Connor sword fight of the film. You're right. Yes, it is. So I was, I was pleased to say that the the future times Connor fights in this movie, it looks better than this. Mm Mm-hmm. But Connor's piece of this does not look great. But they're like having fun. They're like, let's just take out these goons. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of like this too. Like, at least the music's yeah. like a little fun. Uh, it's lit. Uh, like, there's some 
it like there's some more ambience to like the lighting i guess like it's like at dusk and there's, there's like some fog and stuff like it's this is better uh i, I, I like everything except for when they punch the guy in the face and he makes like a goofy like, ooh, like yeah, i don't like, like that weird slapstick components in this movie like we it's saw like, it yeah we see it when i guess connor has sort of sword fought before in that flashback it's not really a sword fight but he's at least like fought with people uh and like when he when the guy hits his axe into the ceiling and then there's oh, like right, another right. slapsticky beat in connection yeah yeah that's i mean which had immediately followed him cutting someone's hand off but uh and i will say this again i think i actually do think this is one of the more fun scenes in the movie and i think it shows like our relationship with connor and mac which is fun yes this that's important yeah this fight does not even though they're killing a bunch of people this fight does not exist in the same movie as the clips we just watched in our last episode of kel's goons clearing out the sanctuary no it like exists in a different movie or yeah. like a different yeah. thing. Like this feels like a fight that exists in the Highlander TV show. Right. Yeah. Like it doesn't have like people's body parts being dismembered or like <laughs> weird blood bloody just splattering. Yeah, like none of that is here. Like this does not exist in a movie where you see someone's severed foot. This is like a scene out of like Hook got stuck in this movie <laughs> or something. Yeah. Which you know what? Hook is a way more fun movie than this. So fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like fine, it's okay for this to be like have a little lightness to it. Yeah, um, I'm glad this scene exists. This... Like at least we get camaraderie between them. Like that is so important to show us. Like don't just mm -hmm. tell us they're friends or kinsmen. Like we need to see it. Like, yep. And this is uh, one of the only scenes that actually does that. Yeah, I think so. It's like very important for that reason. Yep. The way it ends is a little fourth wally all right tell us about that so how how's who's the last person they take out in this fight well so the so edge doesn't actually do much in this at all frankly especially uh, to be called out as a as a like as a special guest star or right? like well if you if you call somebody out yeah like you think oh he, well, he's someone to look out for he's going to be special right yeah Whereas this seems like it's really just more for cross-promotion purposes. Exactly. But he just like trundles over to them holding a rock over his head. And Mac is some for some reason on the ground and he like rolls over and like puts his sword to his dick. Yep. Yeah. As Edge is just standing there like frozen with the, the rock over his head. Yep. Uh, which I, I was, I don't know enough about wrestling to know if the rock is supposed to be a joke. Like, he's holding the rock oh and that was supposed to be a Dwayne the rock johnson gag of some capacity oh, interesting that Maybe. seems too subtle but in any case you know it's not too subtle the lines dated here go on go ahead keith what is that line oh well they put their dicks to his uh yeah everyone just puts their dicks on the edge uh no they mm -hmm. put their swords to his dick taking sword to dick and they proclaim the line losing your edge or whatever uh, and I was just like, no, no why? No. Not good. <laughs> uh, yes, it is very bad. Uh, so uh, I guess Highlander, 
has a loose connection to wrestling in the first one they're you know at a wrestling match well i was curious like do you how do you think this came about do you think this was wwe wanted a wrestler in it and they saw like an opportunity for cross promotion or do you think this is supposed to be kind of a reference to the the vibe of the first movie like the first movie had wrestling our movie's going to have wrestling or a wrestler. The first movie had like an opening text scene. We're going to do that too. Uh, we had Queen. This is going to have like a pop star in it, like kind of like the show did. Like, I don't know how much of this stuff is supposed to be self-referential, like within like the context of like, this is what Highlander does. Uh, or is it just, you know, uh, a random thing and we shouldn't pay it any mind. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Mm, it's a good question. Weird. Yeah, I, I'm asking all it's the It's just questions. baffling. <laughs> this is, is baffling. just baffling. Yeah. Yeah, and once again, we do not know who this young woman is in the carriage yeah. at all. Like her D- during the fight, she and her like school marm or whoever it is, they ride off, and she like drops behind like a favor or like hanky or something. Right. Uh, also, in the I believe in the rough cut of this, uh, this scene is extended a bit, uh, and we find out a small detail that Kate in this carriage is that woman's seamstress. Ah. Which I guess is supposed to be a you know a hint. Because like, she's oh, the fashion designer in the future. Fashion in the future, right? So that's something. Wow. wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. I I forgot that detail. And I guess like Mac and her have a, before the fight starts, they do have some banter. Like she, Kate is initially upset, like that Duncan is going to pay off the guards. Right. Like shouldn't you stand up for our honor? Like this is absurd. Like yeah, this injustice will not stand. This is absurd. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the scene. I mean, like, so this scene doesn't really accomplish much. Like, what does the scene do? We get to well, it shows us that Connor and Duncan are buddies. Right, that's a good thing. I'm I'm on board yeah. that. Right, a scene that shows them being buddies. We and it meet... shows the first meeting between Duncan and this woman, which will become important. Which I think will become important. Do- so I, like, I think this it, it does some work. It does a little bit of work. I think there could be more here because uh, I don't think we like we learn too much really. Uh, but it's okay. It's no, at least fun. It's, at least it's it, fun. It's That's better so than good. <laughs> it's better than almost every other scene in the movie. So <laughs> it yeah. does work in that sense. And it's not like horror people getting horribly chopped up or burned alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. All right, so that's the end of that scene. So next week, cut. Uh, we're back to New York City. We're taking that cab ride, and Mac arrives at Connor's antique shop. Uh, and yes. I get this, like he feels like he should start the search for Connor, like at home, right? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It um, does. So how's a, how's this all go? Like, what what well, do we think a, of all this? It's a busted out. Like they haven't. It's been ten years, and they still haven't like repaired the building or done anything like. Right. I'm surprised like the city of New York didn't like condemn this building. A bomb went off and like it's still it's just destroyed. At some point it looks like Max sneaks in by climbing through a hole in the wall. Right. Like I'm shocked in my notes because this is like rewatcher style. I'm like, who's paying the taxes? Like, did Max take over the property? These are the (laughs) things I want to (laughs) know. Yeah. No one else does, I guess. Very weird. And like, but there's still there's still connor's secret room from the original movies mm-hmm. that nobody has found yeah right. the silver room is undisturbed um i'd also like to mention Though some other stuff i oh, confess i liked it when duncan busts into the silver room oh like, yeah it's cool that's like a great scene and like seeing this character and like step into an iconic locale from the first movie is great it is yeah 
no, I think they do a really great job of recreating, like, they recreated the loft in the early scene of the movie, and now it's, like, mm-hmm. all destroyed, which is cool. Uh, yeah, and then the Silver Room, it's a cool reproduction. It's, like, fun to visit that place. Uh, I do have some other questions, though, before we get too far into the scene. I do also wonder, like, here's Mac returning to Connor's loft. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think he's looking for? Like, I guess I'm wondering, what is he looking for that he didn't look for 10 years ago? Like, yeah. Connor was supposed to show up at the bar at 8 o'clock. What, what happened? Like, what did Mac fucking do? Like, I, I just don't understand. Like, he suddenly just is back here, and he's like, well, I guess there must be some evidence. And he didn't, like, look for look for Connor when he missed their meeting and, yeah. like, go to the same place or, right. like, see that it was blown up or he didn't go to the silver room and look for clues before now like yeah he just it's just really it strange uh but i mean years. i guess i get it i don't know whatever uh, yeah <laughs> um that's a little weird oh <laughs> if, also if there's think about it for longer than three seconds it doesn't really make a lot of sense sure uh <laughs> yeah like and also like is it almost like mac did, mac must have known it happened right like this would oh, he knows it news, happened because right? he knows about rachel's death and all that oh i guess so right i don't yeah. know it's, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> oh, they also show a flashback of the antique store exploding. By the way, in mm-hmm. this cut, co- like, like you yeah, forgot, which we just, which we just saw. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, and once again, this this calls into question, like the the narrative structure of the whole movie is what is that flashback? That's the movie telling us this happened. Not like Duncan wasn't there. Duncan doesn't remember that. Right. So it's not his flashback. Like the movie yeah. switches between these two like devices too much. It's very strange. Uh, so anyway, um, I also like, uh, when Mac enters the silver room, like one, it's got like a secret entrance, which I kind of thought was cool. Right. That's like probably not in the first movie, but I enjoyed that. But this, uh, the movie continues Duncan's long tradition of like not respecting books. Like the very Mm. first thing Mac does is he picks (laughs) a book up off the shelf and it's probably some beautiful antique book. He just holds it and he just throws it on the ground. It's like, what? (laughs) And before he used an ancient chronicle to to block a dart, block a dart <laughs> yeah. or whatever, right? He Yikes. hates reading. Reading sucks. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, he goes around. Uh, I like that. Like, there's like uh, their use of like audio cues in this movie. I think are good. Like that's maybe the one of the best devices this movie uses. It's like it just like replays audio. So Max sees like a busted picture of him on the floor. Uh, and it has like a flashback to World War One, but it's just like audio stuff. Although mm-hmm. I'm questioned, I, I have a question. Why is the picture shattered on the floor? Good question. It's in like some fire room. Nothing is touched except randomly. There's just like shit that was on the ground. Yeah. Who did that? Don't know. Fuck. Maybe. Oh, <laughs> are we supposed? To, we're about to see the entrance of Kate. Did Kate do it? Because um, she hates ooh. Duncan. Oh, interesting. Like she was in there first and was like, fuck your picture, you piece of shit. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 okay, I can dig that. Also, did anyone uh, catch this little gem in the background? Here's a, a little picture here. So Wait, can I try to guess? Is it the, or is it in the picture now? It's in the picture now. Oh, so the painting of uh, Heather? The, the painting, the fo- the photograph still from Highlander <laughs> yeah. One that Connor has framed on his wall. Like, yikes also did is it am i misremembering did they use that picture in highlander 2 as well i think i feel like we maybe noticed that in the background of yeah max apartment or whatever maybe like what the fuck guys 
anyway. Spoiler uh, or not a spoiler, but I watched the first three Highlander movies this week. Uh, in one of them, the Confederate flag is like in his silver room. Huh? <laughs> that that just popped out at me. What <laughs> it's like, about uh, that? Something weird. I don't remember which movie it is though, or that or that appears. That, yeah, that so, explains Connor's famous catchphrase, the South will rise again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, the South will rise again, buddy. <laughs> I have, I have a, a weird thing here. I don't know if this is going to be controversial or not. Ooh, That's everything let's you just hear say. it. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, but before we get into like the meat of the plot of what happens. Ooh, the meat. The, yeah, getting into that meat. Um, like, it is cool that they recreated the Silver Room, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's fine. But, like, does any – again, I might be a, a weird outlier among the fan community here. Does anyone ever just kind of, like – I'm going to say get bothered or just bummed bummed out. Like, aren't we always going back to the same well? Like, like things have become weirdly iconic in the first Highlander movie. And I'm – like, sometimes I'm like, that's the iconic thing? Like – uh, and I think the silver room is really cool. I think that's pretty neat. But like, I also think like people will often be like, "Oh, Connor doesn't have his white sneakers on." I mean, actually, I think Eamon, you made a joke about that mm-hmm. uh, when we we're watching. It's like, is this like, are we grasping at straws here? Like, what are the iconic things about this character? His white shoes, like, <laughs> or the silver room? Like, I I feel like we don't think of other characters in pop pop culture quite the same way and perhaps that's because there's been kind of more of a a mythology around them and there's maybe not too much highlander like in the scheme of things but it does seem like i'm like uh, not to quote south park but like is this like member berries for the highlander fans like remember the silver room remember the sneakers like they're all here and it's like i don't care i don't (laughs) care like how about a plot that was something the first movie had this one doesn't seem to have a good one like maybe put that in, in the movie instead of a silver room I mean, it's Sorry. it's not either or. No, I know, I know. I'm being a little harsh on it, like, but I I sometimes feel like these things take perhaps too much uh, importance uh, in some of this stuff. Uh, I don't it's know, a- or is, or it's like things that fans seem to be like clamoring for, like I want that in the movie, and it's like, eh, whatever. Like, I don't I mean, know. I feel like everybody would like it if this movie's plot were better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it be cool but if you, this movie had new iconic things that I could reference, not just the old things? Like, I don't know. Well, I will say, Keith, you often call out that, like, oh, it's cool to have, like, a cool shot just because it's a cool shot. Yeah. Like, it's cool to have a good, cool set piece just because it's a cool set piece. I mean, that's why the Silver Room is becomes iconic in the first movie is because it's shown to us in such a interesting way. It's like, whoa, what is this? I've never seen something like that. And, it like, it also tells us about, like, the plot. Like, the Silver Room shows us Connor's history. That's mm-hmm. not the device. That's not what this is doing here. This is well, just showing us that he's got all this it? stuff. Isn't it? Because we're about to get a flashback inspired by an item Duncan finds there. Oh, that is true. That is true. So I don't know. I, I, I disagree. I think it's doing work. And if nothing else, it's a cool visual in a movie that doesn't have enough. Okay. Cool no, I, I shouldn't be coming too, down too hard on the silver room. It, you're right. It does do more work here and it does trigger this flashback. But I don't know. Part of me just with the whole like going back to Highlander one, like I'm just yeah. do we need to be going back to Highlander one? I don't know. All the time. But, I mean, I know you'd prefer more visual references to Highlander two, but <laughs> this movie's got those two weirdly. So anyway, so, okay. so this flashback. So Duncan sees a sword, right? And we are all of a sudden transported back to 1631 in what appears to be Italy. Yes. Uh, and Ravina. what happens here? 
So well, we Dunk, get. Oh, go on, Amen. Duncan and Connor are are sparring in some grand hall where other couples are also sparring. Mm-hmm. Other couples, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Other couples, right? <laughs> and there's this. They, weird... they all got a group on. They're doing this yeah. as like a good third mm-hmm. date. It's the sword experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, and. There, there's some different cuts here. So in in one in one version, there's this weird little like henchman who's like tickling He's them. in the back together. like this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. For some and reason. Connor and Duncan, like this is a very like Obi-Wan Kenobi, like Luke Skywalker type thing. Totally. Or like Ramirez and Connor to be more Highlander rate. But mm-hmm. it's like Duncan Duncan isn't like an expert swordsman now, and at this point, Connor's better. Right. Yeah. If and we he, if we want to get deep into the like ages and timeline, Duncan would be, I believe, what is it here? Thirty nine years old here. Oh. He's still a youngster. Right. And also to put this like in contrast with like how we view the character, if we thought like the samurai in the TV show was like a turning point uh, for the character. Uh, I believe that flashback takes place in 1778. Oh, okay. So well in the future of what we're looking at here. Right. Before he starts to kind of get a code and become maybe more sophisticated and this and that, like he's still very, very young, right? Yeah. And we proceed to deliver some of the clunkiest exposition on film. (laughs) Do you want to see it? Yeah. Just, I could tease it, but we might as well show it. We'll We'll show it and then we can tease it. How's that sound, everybody? There All we right. go. Yeah. All right. Here we go. And here we go. Duncan sparring. So we'll we'll get a, a little bit of their training and the music too. Yikes. Ooh. Also, the little guy in the back is holding a giant quill for some reason. Yeah. I believe this guy was, was he his, Adrian's makeup dude or something like that? Like he was asked to, he was like, I want to be in this scene or something. Wow. We love it. This is great, right? I'm just being gracious. I like it. Yeah. They got cool costumes. You're only immortal. As long as you can keep your head on your shoulders. All right. Duncan, oh boy. What you give up to your adversary in defeat is everything. I know. And at that point, I'm very, very dead. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Not just dead, Duncan. Empty. What? I, Connor, I know. It's called the quickening. As strength and knowledge of <laughs> essence flows into the victor, feeds him, and makes him stronger. Okay. Yes. It's what drives the other immortals to kill us. And what like the little hands. They're speaking so loudly about this. I'm, yeah. I'm like a group of In front of a guy with literally a pen. All right. Good God. So I know Connor, it's called the clickening, is <laughs> the clunkiest thing on the planet. Yeah. That is so clunky. Uh, one thing I think is kind of cool here, uh, we could probably thank uh mr efron mcash swordmaster for this is well here's a picture of connor fighting uh but if you recall 
here is Connor in Highlander 1. Like, I Ooh. love that they give him, like, the same uh, stance with his hand out, like a Jedi, right? That's cool. Yeah, I think that's pretty I'm digging neat. it. Boom, boom, boom. All right. Good. All that's right. good visual cueing right there. Yeah. Like, uh, so, um, in, the, in one of the cuts, like, this little this little man, like, he doesn't speak English, so that's why right. they talk in front of him. Uh, oh, right, right. Because Duncan... Duncan's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> That's right. Why are we talking about this in front of this guy? But this is, yeah, this is just like, what's Highlander? Here you go. Right. <laughs> like, here's all the rules. Did and... anyone, was anyone bothered by, like, this, the, the dude with the quills, like, portrayal? Like, I was having flashbacks to the Boston Common scene in Highlander 1 where there uh, is like a kind of flamboyant like dude that's watching the fight i was just like what what is this like it's a little why? weird it is a little weird right mm. yeah but you know who who knows <laughs> very good uh all right so kyle we now get your favorite thing mm. fucking ever here a signature special move this Wha so i will confess i love me some signature special moves mm -hmm. like Goku needs to learn the spirit bomb. All about it. Like, great, fine, wonderful. This secret move, I understand less than anything I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> we see this move so many times, I do not understand it. So uh -huh. far as I can tell, it looks like you use the sword to make your opponent give you a hug, <laughs> and then you take a step back and attack them. Right. That appears to be the move. Uh, I Let's don't know. I guess we should just see it. Yeah, here we go. Listen, soon you and I will have to part. There is one more thing. Have to part. Gift you. <laughs> cool. Vavia. Vavia. Oh. Vavia. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. I like Mac takes his I hair off for this. I think that's like <laughs> AP is number one for that. That's awesome. I love that and how stoked he is to get the two handed sword. Yeah. Like, it's great. But you've got your back to me. Got you. It's not always about strength, Duncan. Attack me. See, like, here's like, he's trying to teach him a lesson. Like, it's not about strength. And it's like, is that going to be relevant? I don't know. Oh. It's about the manipulation of the mind. <laughs> as well as the body. Aye, but now I'm in control. <laughs> Are you? Yes. It looks like it. Very much so. It's... Remember well, my friend. Properly executed. This move is unstoppable. Okay. What? Okay. A couple things. One, I want to say, so I guess Efron came up with this move as something they, they thought could be plausibly uh, done. Like that this would be very, very hard to stop, right? So I think mm -hmm. it's supposed to have some like realism to it. Uh, I do want to point out this. I won't be able to point out every uh, circumstance this happens, uh, but I'll call it out a few more times. There are like, I'm not joking, guys. There are missing frames of film in this movie. Missing, I'll say that again. There are missing frames of film in this movie. Uh, watch when Connor talks to Duncan and you will see his face like shift over. It's, here we go. Remember well, my friend. Properly executed. This move is unstoppable. There it is. Then we catch huh. it. Properly executed. This move is unstoppable. See it? Properly executed. This move is unstoppable. Oh yeah. 
It's it's very small, but it's just like, where did that? Where's that piece of film? It's I yay yay. Sorry guys. <laughs> Interesting. That happens often. That's L- nuts. Love the costumes though. They look costumes great. are great. This location costumes cool. are great. Found this place Locations was I guess great. in Hungary or wherever. Like it was a big hall. I guess that was maybe a municipal building or a government building. Uh, Romania. Oh, what did I say? Hungary. Hungary. Sorry guys. I am very sorry. Whoops. Uh, all right, so let's talk about manipulation of the mind. What do you think, Kyle? So more Jedi stuff. Yeah. Uh, so like this is like you're tricking your opponent into thinking they have the upper hand, and then you do this weird spin move, and it chops their head off. Right. I don't really understand. I don't understand the move, but whatever. Right. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. It's also, it seems like it's two moves, right? There's, There's the move. The, like that- locking behind the head. Well, Maybe it's even three moves. Oh. There's the move that Connor, like, there's the move that Connor initially does to get the drop on Duncan, which okay. is Duncan thinks he can attack. Connor's able to, to turn the tables. I guess that's like step one. Then there's the weird, like, sword headlock, which I don't understand how you don't just accidentally cut your own head off with your own sword. <laughs> that seems like the most plausible outcome right. of this location and then i cannot for the life of me figure out how you get from this sword behind your head move to your sword at their neck like your sword is literally stuck behind your own head like i just don't understand how you get there i think it's that like spins him around yeah i think the spin is like the crucial thing it's like the way they they're like released from the move makes them turn their back to you or something so you can get like a strike in I, i i don't know i mean it's also a movie i get that also, this move is used more times in this movie. This is the cleanest and most sensical it looks of all the times it is done. Yeah. So we'll just—I imagine we'll have more to say about it later. Uh, I have a lot to say about this later. As much as I'm like defending it now, I'm like I'm okay with this. It's yeah. fucking crazy later how it gets yeah. used. So, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, well, at least like there's more camaraderie in this scene. Like I want them just together, right? I want more of this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. This well, is there good. We go. I like this. This is a good part, <laughs> even though it's kind of goofy. Yeah. Oh, well, although also minus, minus the exposition. Yeah. Yeah. The exposition so, is really clunky. Like we don't know about any of this stuff earlier on, and it's I, I don't know. I again, who is this movie for? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this should have been a lot earlier. I think if they thought this was going to entice anybody new to watch this movie, and if it's for people that know about it, you don't need it at all. So. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, although, you know what I think is good, though, about this move? Like, he teaches them the move. Like, it's much like uh, any movie that has, like, a plan or something. Like, uh, to show the plan first. That way, they can do it in the movie, and, like, the audience, like, knows what's up. Right? Yeah. Like, we understand now how the mechanics work, allegedly. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So now we cut back to the Silver Room in present day. Uh, we get this like reflection transition in the sword, which is not in the theatrical cut. They put that in later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so apparently, like also all the transitions, I think were like kind of cut out of the movie. Uh, like I believe the director Jug did film a number. Like they knew how they wanted this all to get pieced together, and then in the re-edit, yeah. they were like, "Well, none of these things make sense anymore." So right. we just kind of get, I feel like, late TV show series transitions, which are like, mm-hmm. "Oh, it's just a reflection in the mirror," and it's like it's it's fine, but like it's nothing like uh they know they can do so I don't yeah know. it's not like the first one right uh so this is the clip at the top of the episode where kate walks in 
uh, and you know, she gives Mac a little speech. We finally get to know like who is this person, I suppose, right? Yeah. He's like, who are you? A friend, a lover, or a wife? And he's like, oh, you're my wife. Duh. Which, big question. Wasn't Mac cursed by some Roma woman to say <laughs> that he would never be married? Yep. Yes, yes. That he would love many but never wed? Isn't that a major plot point in the episode The Darkness? It is, Kyle. Very good. But here it is. He's married. Cool. Cool. Funny how this never came up. <laughs> yeah. Also, On like, how show. insane is it that, like, Max, like, well, who is that? Who is that? Like, yeah. It's his, he didn't recognize, like, he has seen people in the show or from wherever. Like, he recognizes people. This person was his yeah. wife, and he's like, I don't know who this is. Like, yeah. that's nuts. Well, she did get a haircut. So, <laughs> well, that and is. And she changed her name, man. It's all part of the yeah. makeover, right? Her name is yeah. Faith now. What do we think of the name change? Faith. Bad. 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 <laughs> bad. Hang on. Bad, 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 bad. Okay. okay. Bad, bad. Uh, also, it's there's buzz. like hardly a wishing. Oh, did you just say buzz? And I said, well, I said it was because. Oh, because. I think it said buzz because I was going to call that out. Like, there's not quite a buzz here either. It's yeah. wishy washy, right? Yeah. The. So there's all this religious iconography in the movie and all these religious buzzwords. Like, her name is Faith now. Right. Kel mm -hmm. wears the crosses in his shoes. We're going to see his lair is in like a, mm -hmm. like a cathedral of some kind at some point. Like he hangs out near crosses. He used to be a priest. Right. This stuff is littered throughout the entire movie. It is. Like it seems like it should be central to this character. Yep. Or to like what this thing is. And it's not. Like it's actively distracting because I keep on trying to figure out why these things are there. And the answer is it's an empty puzzle box. Like there's, it, there's nothing. It's, this guy's just a loon. <laughs> All right, so and like happens to like the, the picture. I don't get right? it. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll talk about more of this. I think towards the end of the podcast, uh, I will say, I agree with your assessment, Kyle. Like what the fuck is all this, this religious stuff. It is in a weird way, my favorite stuff in the movie. Sadly, it's not actually deployed at all. It's, are you sure it's your favorite stuff not in the movie? <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite stuff not in the movie. It's stuff I wish, like, we'll talk about uh, some of the initial, uh, like, script ideas and stuff like that and how all this evolved and why, like, you are right. Like, why is this stuff there? You're correct in wondering that. And it was there for a reason. And somehow they dropped all of it. And I'm so bummed about it because it's, like, at least a little bit interesting. Uh, yep. but we'll, we'll get to that later uh oh boy oh boy oh boy um so <laughs> remember our wedding day duncan's like why are you here and she just goes into this weird speech about how ooh, like when we danced we were flying can i can i play this one clip that's from the uh the rough cut because it is Truly. my favorite line of dialogue so this is cut from her uh her speech that makes it into the movie holy shit funny how time slips by huh you wake up one day and oh my god airplanes oh my god <laughs> airplanes <laughs> no that's not how that works like, you're talking about the movie right yeah okay because oh I can see, brothers. Um, because <laughs> I, I, I could see you just waking up and realizing there's a movie no. called Airplane now. Wow, Leslie Nielsen. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Is what? he? Okay. 
he's not in that, is he? Is was yes. he in an airplane? Yes, yeah, he absolutely. He's the yeah. doctor, right? Yeah, yeah, don't call me Shirley. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh this is She's horrible. She's I'm bad. so glad this got cut, but like yeah. what? Oh my god, no. airplanes. airplanes. Magnets, how do they work? Like, also, like, I'm a person that will live a normal life and I see things invented and I don't go, oh my, like, I don't, like, this, this idea, like, I don't know, like, uh, oh my God, Venmo. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) And she doesn't even pick an old timey invention. Like, she's not even like, oh my God, the printing press. Right. (laughs) I mean, I guess I get her point of like, you, you live through like world changing things. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. But like, this is so, oh my God, airplanes, shut the fuck up. (laughs) <laughs> and then uh, she fucking so, kicks Duncan in the face. Yeah, right. She yeah. kicks him, and he's like coughing blood and shit. Yikes! It is weird seeing Duncan McCloud like bleed like that, and he's about to say, "Oh shit!" And I was like, "Huh, it's weird hearing that in Duncan McCloud's mouth." Yeah, just you after seeing, a- oh, seeing ahead. him on the show, like where he's not doing all that cussing. This is such a, a strange thing, and I don't know what happened in the editing room or with the production to, to, to make this happen. But, like, in the trailer, we get this kick is, like, a, mm-hmm. a, a hot part of the trailer. I think she kicks him, and then he flies out the window. Or maybe, yeah. I can't remember if that's the, the, the way it's edited in the trailer. But whatever. We see her kick Duncan in the trailer. In the movie, they crop the shot. It's, like, really mm. tight, and you don't really see her leg. And I'm just like, why did they do a zoom crop on this shot like i don't understand they have the full wide shot in the trailer where you see it looks way better it looks way better i just can't there's a lot of that in this movie like where they seem to artificially be like zooming in on people's faces and like i just don't understand why that happened i'd have to think there was some reason but weird yeah i don't get it (laughs) all right now get one of the major action pieces of the film which I guess, why are the goons here? I guess they're here for this scene and only this scene, really, yep. is why they exist. Yeah. So the- This is weird. <laughs> Tell us why it's weird, Eamon. What happened? Well, first first of all, the, the goons, like, drive their motorcycles into the building. Right, on the second floor. Like, I, like, yeah, what? I don't understand the physics of that. What? Yeah, How what are- they get their motorcycles in here or why. What are the logistics of this? Yeah, like... <laughs> They drove them up the fire escape. Yeah. It's it insane. No sense. Um, and it's just like all the bad guys rush in and they all have like different weapons and like they have the most cartoonish array of weapons. Yeah. Just insane. Like when nobody has like claw- Winston has like yeah, claw the Jamaican swords. guy has like swords on his hands. We meet Damon Dash whose character's name is just Carlos. Damon <laughs> Dash is, was Jay, one of Jay-Z's record producers. Right. Uh, who, a whole uh, new who, ball game. Yeah, who recently got dinged, uh, or recently got arrested because he had like $50,000 in child support. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. But uh, some so, weird so, IMDb side notes on, on Damon Dash, if we have a second for it. We, mu- sure. we have seconds. We have, we have a couple seconds for him. So he does not actually have a lot of credits, uh, but he's done some producing. One weird, uh, one thing that's strange that stands out, he was the executive producer on the Kevin Bacon movie, The Woodsman. Oh, I heard that's really good and very dark. 
where Kevin Bacon returns to his hometown after being in jail for 12 years because he's a child molester. Right, yeah. And Damon Dash is the producer of that. Wow. Uh, Most Def is in that. Another another rapper. Mm, I wonder if there's some connection. I'd have to assume so. Yeah. Uh, especially because other things he is uh, involved in producing are Chronicles of the Anunnaki. 450,000 years ago, advanced beings came to our solar system to strip mine its planets and moons for resources. During their mission, they labored, they loved, they thought, they fought, and they created a slave race. Holy Yikes. shit. <laughs> it kind of has the, it, there's very little on this, but it looks like it's probably some kind of Stargate ripoff. Wow. Interesting. Uh, and he also appears to be involved in what I can only assume is a remake of the 80s action movie, Steel Justice. The only reason I mention it is because the 80s movie, Steel Justice, involves Highlander star Soon Tech O. Nice. As Ooh. Vietnamese general. Soon Tech O. <laughs> Very good. Wow. Yeah. All right. So we get anyway. a bunch of like bizarre one liners in this whole mm-hmm. thing. Like, like Mac makes fun of Cracker Bob's outfit because it's insane. And he's like, I look like a fucking orange or whatever. And it's like, whoa. But he says that to Kate. So we need to talk about this. Kate is a fashion designer because she was a seamstress Mm -hmm. in the past. Kate has designed their outfits outfits for the gang. That's what we're supposed to think here? Yes, that's what this is. Like, that's why they all look like insane. Like, this is all the faith fashion line of like immortal uh, fight garb or whatever. I don't yeah. understand. And then Max like nice bat. No it's like sense. he says it like it's like a line, like it's a yeah. pithy line. Oh, nice bat. Yikes. And this is when he says, anybody want a club sandwich? Yep. But yes. like also Yeah, so Cracker Bob is using a bat with nails in it. Carlos is using like little claws, and he actually at least has a sword. Yeah. Mercifully, yeah. one guy has a sword. And then there's also like the guy with the scraggly hair who have we seen him before? Or is this his first appearance? Might be his first appearance. And he is actually uh, Adrian Paul's like uh, trainer, I believe. Yeah. His like martial arts instructor. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Also, at least has a sword and he like throws a chain. Yeah. He's got a chain. Why why is it like this? Like, he's off the chain. Okay. That makes sense. Uh... And these guys all suck. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they are not doing well against Duncan. Like, they get, like, the drop on him occasionally. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Carlos says, Duncan's like, wait, it's a team sport now? Because the rule is, you know, no, it's one-on-one. No, right. two-on-one. And then Carlos says, didn't you hear it's a whole new ball game? Shouldn't the guy with the baseball bat say that? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes, he should, because it's a ball game. Right. Yeah, like, yeah he doesn't say on. club sandwich. He says this line. Yeah. Yikes. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, I also want to, this is from the rough cut. This is a uh, deleted uh, little quip from uh, Mr. It's Damon Dash, right? You said, Kyle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, this is insane. Also, because, uh, like you said, he's a record producer, not a martial artist or actor. So, right. like, he doesn't really use swords in this, uh, but he reacts well. Yeah. god what, like a mirror comes out of he's like what the fuck was that all about like what the uh, fuck he's, uh he's very bad <laughs> also he also has my favorite 
quippy one-liner in the whole thing, which at some point he slashes Mac with his kitty cat claws. Yep. And he says, I told you I was going to cut you. No, yeah. you didn't. No. <laughs> you, you didn't say that. That is not a callback to anything. Yeah, that, that was like edited out. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> they whatever kept, that line is. They kept the, 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 the callback right. <laughs> without <laughs> the first thing. It's like, I, I told you this. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. So we're about to enter, th- this fight is about to change phases. It's about to go from a group fight for some reason to a one-on-one fight, which it normally feels like things go the opposite direction in like the way things are shot. But regardless, that's what we're about to do. How do we right. feel about the group aspect of this fight? Is there anything cool that we really like about it or the opposite? Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about this. Um, there's some cool parts. I feel like the the producers cut like they chopped this fight up, and it just feels kind of small and weird. And then the like the the rough cut, it just seems to breathe a little more and seems a little better to me. Yeah. Um, Which but the some rough cut, I believe, is closer actually to the theatrical cut in this yeah. instance. I feel like the theatrical version of this is better though my notes are not detailed enough to capture all of it but like i don't know there's some moments that are fun like when the what's his name winston comes at him with the two blades and is like swinging at him repeatedly yeah. and mac has to like fight them all off like at least yeah, that looks cool. visually interesting mm-hmm. and looks at least it like gives a reason it's like oh you did something different with these little two swords than you could have done if you had just given him a more sensible weapon right i yeah. guess but all of this comes crashing to an end uh, with the arrival of Donnie Yen. That's right. Jin K. Uh, which we, we, we get some awkward exposition here when Winston goes, let's let my man Jin K deal with him. And I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah. You seem to be winning. Right. Like, yeah. Why did you just decide to stop fighting? Also, Kate is not participating in this fight anymore. Like, she kicked nope. him once and she's. I guess she's mad at him, but not mad enough to actually fight him. Right. Shrug. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Good. He's like, oh, Jin K, you served the Emperor Chin. The same man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like Mac knows all about this dude, and yeah, I, I can't remember in in both cuts. Is it like let's? Do they say that line? Let's let our man. Up, oh, Amen. You're gone. Oh, Eamon's back. Whoopsie. Uh-oh. Touch the mess. Uh-oh. Uh, is that line in, in all the cuts? Like, let's let our men Jin K handle this. Or, like, I in my notes, I wrote wrote down that, like, Mac just recognizes Jin K. And mm. is like, oh, is it Jin K? Because in the scene prior, he didn't know who his own wife was. Like, and I'm just yeah. like, this is crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he knows this man just by sight and reputation. Right. And he's wearing, yeah. like, a snakeskin jacket. And I'm just like, this is, how did you and recognize And a see-through guy? mesh shirt. <laughs> wow. That Kate dressed him in. He, she oh picked those God. colors for him. Oh, the whole thing. It's yeah. nuts. Uh, and he's like, I thought you were, or some people say you were a man of honor. And Jin K's like, what do you know about honor? And I'm like, what? <laughs> what yeah yeah and then they also fight. like i feel like a man of honor doesn't roll with these people right these are yeah. not good people yeah nope. like who looked at cracker bob and was like <laughs> whatever he's part of i want in yeah. this <laughs> is an honorable man this right. orange yeah. <laughs> yeah no one honorable has that facial hair no yeah. one. <laughs> you know, to, to my point earlier that like it should be kel and 
uh, Connor and then Duncan and Jin K. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know if Jin K really has that much honor in this movie. It seems like they want that to be a thing, but it's like, that's more evidence that those two should be fighting because, like, Duncan yep. has a code. Jin K has a code. Like, mm-hmm. let's get that going. That's what the series is about. Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, not so- good. <laughs> yeah. So Jin K fights with a spear. Mm-hmm. Which again, that's, like, okay, all right, yeah, I guess that's cool. I'm on board. At least it this can chop fun. someone's head off, I guess. Like, unlike a bat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and I don't like, know. This fight is fun. Like, they're yeah. both obviously very good at this. Right. Yeah. Uh, he does some cool. Some Donnie Yen does some cool moves. Duncan does some cool moves. There's this weird video effect they do, where Jin K does like a backflip. And they like stagger, they, you know, oh, they do yeah. the thing where like you see the transition between the frames. Right. Uh, it's, I hate that. But yeah, that's not in the theatrical version either. I don't know. Yeah. Like they added that to be like, let's make it like pop more. Uh, I just want to play a very, very quick clip here uh, because like I'm going to call it a bunch of technical stuff that happens in this movie. Like check mm. out the goddamn lighting in this scene. Like it's constantly changing. So there's only five seconds long, but you can see how like weirdly this, this is called like color timing in, in film, like where they have to adjust the hues and all this sort of stuff to make all the shots match. Uh, this doesn't like... What? It's like kind of orange and yellow, and now it's like blue, isn't it? Look at it. Blue, orange. Blue, orange. Like, it's like these are two different things. Like, it's just, there is so many, like, problems on just, like, a technical level in this movie. It's a very upsetting, (laughs) stupid fucking thing. Anyway, there we go. So, at some point, this movie does something that, but this this is about to do something that I, they people do in things all the time, and I never understand. Mac manages to disarm Jin K, and I feel like we've had this conversation before. But Jin K's like, well, honor is not in the weapon; it's in the man. Does so does Mac, Mac does Mac disarm him? I thought Jin K like puts it down. No, in oh, the okay. Mac like they have like a tussle, and Mac manages to knock the spear away. So then Mac like slams his own sword in the ground, which must be. Very oh, that's what I'm thinking of. And then they continue to fight. That is so different than like, it's one thing of like, oh, don't fight an unarmed man with a weapon. I don't feel like that logic applies when you disarmed that man. <laughs> right. Right. Like if you cut that man's arm off, which I imagine was your intent, you wouldn't be like, oh, all right, let's yeah. wait. It's like, you did it. That was your goal. It's because you wanted to win the fight. And by the way, like you just won the fight you did what you came there to do you're not being dishonorable because you won i don't know right it's all very silly to me yeah uh, but maybe i'm just a dishonorable man i don't know right and this is again just an excuse like this is riding the coattails of the matrix like we need to have more kung fu like that's why this Mm -hmm. fight exists like why are they fighting without weapons that doesn't make any sense like and there's no good like story reason like other than like they say this like honor lies in the man and i'm like cool is that a theme no like that's not part of what drives this story uh it's just so they can have them slap each other so yeah yep uh, so they have a, a kung fu fight which is, is again, like they cool, both do a great job. Uh, yeah. Kyle, so you're, you're, you asked earlier about like, what do we, how do we feel about this like group fight, all this stuff, like all these fancy martial arts? Like, I just don't care. Like, because yeah. I guess I wonder why are they fighting? Like, what, what yeah. is the point of the fight? Like, there's nothing extra to this other than 
like the razzmatazz of fight choreography, like, which sure I can enjoy on some level, but like, it's not like when Connor fights the Kurgan, it is a battle for the soul of mortality, like of the earth. What yeah. is this fucking fight about? Like, why should I care that the, the, these dudes just show up to fight Duncan? Like, there's no history. Like, this needs to be about something. Like, at least Kel has, like, there's something about his, like, revenge uh, with, with Connor. But, like, I don't care about any of these things. Anyway, it's all hollow. Nope. Nope. It's not good. Sue so comes down the stairs. Jacob, Jacob Kel. Kel. How can we he tell is- it's him? <laughs> oh, his little shoes. shoes. He got his shoes again. <laughs> As, as though we needed more hints on it, but right. he yells, stop. Right. Uh, and then Duncan and Jin K give each other like a nod for some reason. Like, right. they're being honorable. They're dudes. being honorable, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and then there's some quip about like, ah, oh, discipline, boys. Like the first hundred years or whatever are the hardest. And I believe this is a concept that was cut early on. What is this line? All right, I think what they're doing, do you remember the episode Little Tin God where- Sure. Uh, what's his name? Gorka? Gorka. Gorka, not Gorka. Uh, Gorka, like, Sebastian Gorka. He takes all those like young immortals and he like teaches them like the wrong rules of the game, right? Like yeah. they do like, like to me, this feels a bit like that. Like, so I guess the idea is that Kel has recruited younger immortals that don't really know the rules and he can mold them into whatever but that doesn't yeah, explain we, jin k's role in all this or... yeah we know yeah. that's false we only have one we excuse me we have two examples of this and we know they are both false because we know kate is older than that and we <laughs> right. know jin k is older than that so this makes no sense and also it doesn't make any sense because it's not set up like there's yeah. just right. no there's no real nothing to dig into here uh, yeah i just, understand yeah. what that means it's the most baffling line oh i'd also and, like to point up uh point out that not only did those motorcycles bust through the fucking second floor, uh, you know, windows, that Jacob Kell comes now from the third floor. Third floor. And I'm like, how is, how is anybody get anywhere? Like, was he waiting up there? Did he climb up a fire escape? Like, what is going on? It's just so, pretty dramatic. It's so yeah. blocky. Uh, so at which point, Damon Dash now pulls out a gun, which he's apparently <laughs> had the whole time. Which Yeah. I don't understand this. He, they're willing to fight this guy as a group, but he had a gun the whole time and he wasn't willing to use it. It makes zero sense. At which point, Matt gets blown out of a window <laughs> and gets impaled on rebar. Yep. Like there's some construction project outside that Im- literally impales him. Right insane uh and- so i mean this is this is the movie's way to like they need to get mac out of the fight like he needs to escape obviously because if he doesn't he'll lose his head and the movie's over so like i get the movies need to have these devices like how do we get the the characters to meet and fight and mm-hmm. then like move past that uh but it's just so random with the gun also that's because like once again he's not a martial artist uh so they were like what can right. i do shoot him just shoot him uh yeah so uh what's they- kel do well, David Dash first goes, I guess I'm not much of a sword guy. <laughs> just so cool. Uh, and Kel's just like, hey, I thought I told you to stop. And he's like, well, I stopped. And I'm like, what does that mean? Is that a yeah. joke? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like the lines in this this script don't make any sense. Like you nope. can take almost any line in the script and go, why did that person say that? And you would almost always go, I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> somebody wrote it down is usually the answer. That's it. Well, th- this entire exchange is baffling. So I guess we are now <laughs> supposed to, we're now supposed to think, I guess, that like Kel keeps these people 
Like these, like these, his gang is perhaps involuntary. Yes. They, they may be there against their will. And like, Kel is like, well, you know, like you're going to need to beat me to be freed to gain your freedom right my first question is why don't you just shoot him instead (laughs) right yeah also if all of these people like they're if if apparently we're not honoring the only one person fights rule if they're like his fucking slaves why don't they just turn on him right now damon dash can shoot him also like jin k is obviously a badass in his own right like are we supposed to think that these five people can't beat this stooge (laughs) and they're willing to use guns and cheat and like we know that if you're getting a quickening like if he kills one of them like he's gonna be down and out and you can kill him i don't get it yeah i don't get it to your point that's never like explored like that actually might be okay fodder for the story like Oftentimes when you have a group of criminals, there's infighting, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the, the movie trope, right? Like uh, like nobody trusts each other and who's really in control and blah, blah, blah. Like that doesn't come to fruition later in this movie. Like we never see people turn against each other or like, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just stupid. Uh, all right, so what happens outside? A black van, a, like a, a morgue van or whatever it is, or the corner. <laughs> I think it says, and it says corner. It. Oh. Yeah, I think it says corner on the back door. And okay. these dudes bust out. So Duncan is like impaled on this rebar. And I, I at least like this editing. Like I like that it's like them cutting the the the, the steel is yeah. mirrored with like uh Damon's head getting chopped off. It's like, yeah. okay, that's so fine. Does, does, but who are what, these people? Yeah. So somehow Jacob Kell like gets behind Damon Dash and is gonna cut his head off with his own sword. Right. I don't really understand the mechanics of how this happened. It's a special secret move, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which which he names. Keith, what does he name this move? He names it? Oh, yeah. he calls it a decap with a twist. No sugar. <laughs> what? And- cuts off Damon Dash's head, yep. which then lies on the ground and is like, oh no, like yep. it yeah. like blinks. All right, we gotta play it because this is this is this is the best. And this might be from the is this from the rough cut or is this uh no I guess this is the actual movie. I'm like oh also because we're on a freeze frame of the movie, I want to talk about something else. What is up with the Chinese on graffiti? The, walls? the graffiti. It's everywhere in Duncan's apartment or in Connor's loft. Uh, this is not a real space. Like, this isn't like they found a place in New York that was empty and they were like, well, everything's just on the wall. We'll shoot it as it is. Like, they constructed this place from scratch. And so, uh, someone in the art department said, we need to put stuff on the wall. What should we put? Chinese graffiti. I'd love mm-hmm. to know what it says. And I'd, I'd like, what, what is going on? Like, why is it Chinese? What's like, is there Do we know it's Chinese? I don't know Did it's you... Chinese. I apologize. Uh, it could be a different language that I am not, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm no expert in this. Uh, but it's just, it's whatever there. it is. Yeah. Like, I, I guess I just <laughs> like- Jin K do it? Yeah, I, I just, I would love to know like what again they were thinking of this, like what is this world they all live in? Like, I don't know. It's, it's a strange little uh, detail, but let's watch him lose his head because this is nutso. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, and the sex, the yep. sex store. Corner. Great. This place explodes again. Yeah, you and think that the, you think that the authorities get upset about this. And yeah, let's take a peek right there. What is up with this? So we get like a weird portal into his tummy where the quickening goes. Uh, 
and also it's kind of weird like kel just stands there right like i guess yeah. is the idea is is there was there any sort of motivation i'm curious like he's so powerful right like that this quickening's like you know uh, a potato chip to him i'll just have one that's fine no my theory is that they didn't shoot that to be a quickening that was just a regular shot and they added <gasps> in the video effect <laughs> that was my theory on it oh that's that's good later in the movie when he has quickenings he does appear to react right in some way so interesting that was my theory uh so <laughs> wow and everyone just watches this happen no right. one's like yeah. oh no he killed carlos like we should be concerned about this when he they're also apparently they're like his unwilling servants uh Wow. What is up, guys? What is up with this movie? <laughs> yeah, and does that know. mean that Cracker Bob is not actually a bad guy if he's like Ooh. under this guy's thumb? Right? Mm, interesting. He's just a, a, a regular run-of-the-mill weirdo. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, good job. We got through two scenes today, I think. How about that? Great. What a thing we did. This movie has a lot to sink your teeth into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of grizzle. Wow. It's like yeah. made of grizzle. Well, before we wrap up, I think it's time to play a game. So that brings us to the end of the uh, two scenes we're talking about today, which is pretty amazing. We are we are getting our way through this movie. It's going to be fantastic. We're on uh, a journey. We are on a journey, but we have to interrupt that journey with a game. A game. So this is going to be a new game. Uh, I'm calling it the end game. Oh. Uh, even I wonder this why. Isn't the last episode. Yeah, I'm confused. Keith and Kyle, you have to buzz in to make your guess, but you're going to guess whether this quote is from the movie Highlander Endgame or the movie Avengers Endgame. Nice. So okay. I'll read you the quote. You buzz in with your name and guess which one it's from, and you'll get a point. And whoever <laughs> wins, wins, I guess. Great. Nice. Are you guys ready for the first quote? I Let's am. Let's do it. Some people move on, but not us. Kyle. Not us. Kyle. That is uh, Avengers Endgame. That's correct. Kyle gets one point. Very good. Quote the second. Look on the bright side. At least you went down swinging. Keith. Keith. Um, that would be Avengers Endgame. Incorrect. What? That what? is Jacob Kell. That Jacob When did he says tell that? you that? I don't, I don't think he said it yet in the film, but That's he does true. say it. What? I don't even remember that. I've seen this movie so many times. Highlander Endgame. You have to watch it a few more times. I guess so. Apparently. Sunk in yet. is in the lead. It's true. Quote the third. Men, for the most part, can mend their ways only after they have made a mistake. Keith. Keith. Oh, suck it. Highlander Endgame. That's Jin correct. K, baby. Jin K. Yeah. It's tied up. B baffling line but yeah <laughs> very baffling the next clue life brings hope and pain but revenge never brings redemption kyle kyle highlander endgame yes that's correct two points all right hooray hey man make love not war kyle yes kyle avengers endgame that's correct that's so set, said by 70s car man. Ooh, I love 70s car man. Very yeah, good. Like who who is that character? He has all the powers of a 70s car. That's true. The next quote. 
Who puts mayo on a hot dog? Kyle. Yes, Kyle. Say Wait, it. Mayo on a hot dog. Yep. I, I guess it, I was going to say, say Highlander Endgame, but I thought it was supposed to be ketchup on a hot dog, but Ooh. whatever. It's it's Avengers Endgame. That is correct. What? <laughs> it is said from Lilla Barton, who is Hawkeye's daughter. That's right. As I do remember does. that scene. And Linda, what's her name, uh, is his wife. Is she in other movies, by the way? And like Avengers movies? Or is she just in that movie in this one? Never I'm mind. Like, they have a picnic outside at the I, start of it. I think she's just in that movie. How about that? I think you're right. All right. Oh, but I, no, she might be in. Um, no, I think she's in uh, Age of Ultron. Wow. I've never seen that movie. Isn't that something? It's, it's bad. Okay. Yeah, it is not good. It has James Spader in it. How about oh, that? I love sure. that Spader. Crash. You can't really recognize his voice. No. Oh, that's a great, good, good to have a voice actor. You don't know who they're, whatever. Anyway. Uh... No, no, I don't think I will. Oh my God. Uh... No, no, I don't think I will. Keith, Highlander yes, game. Incorrect. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Yeah. Hey, that you is... had a 50 50 shot, baby. That is from Avengers Endgame, Steve Rogers. Oh. Oh. All right. Last clue. Kyle wins. <laughs> yeah, buddy. But this is the final one. What you seek lies in front of you, as does what you fear. Kyle. Yes, Kyle. Avengers Endgame. That's correct. For five points, that's the Red Skull. It's very true. Famous Nazi, the Red Skull. Famous, Famous Nazi. Notorious Nazi Red Skull. Wow. The notorious N-A-Z-I. Congratulations, Very good. Kyle, for knowing your endgame quotes. Congratulations. There are two hot dog quotes in two different movies. That right? shouldn't All, have hot dogs. Called quotes. Endgame. Yes. Yeah. They both also start, like, that hot dog scene opens Avengers yep. Endgame. Like... Does That's, it really? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So two hot dog movies <laughs> called Endgame. Called Endgame. Love Great. That. I love it. Uh, Eamon, you won the uh, the catalog game earlier. So why don't you give us a quick uh, rundown of what you're, how you're feeling about this movie? How do you think it might resolve at this point? Any of that stuff? I don't know. Kick so us I'm, like, I'm like, I'm uh, like, Duncan's kidnapped. I don't know by who. I'm confused oh, right. about that. I'm like, why isn't Mythos here? I'm thinking maybe Mythos is going to get on on the action. Mm. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm thinking these these henchmen all suck, and I don't like them except for maybe Donnie Yen. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, that's an interesting thing to to bring up. Like that Mythos could be like a ringer in this, right? Like. Oh yeah. no, like we, we got to bring out the big guns, the 5,000 year old dude that like, he's like the secret weapon. I mm -hmm. don't know. A new challenger approaches. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think at this point, I am assuming that the big, that the big showdown, because it's been tied up here, as Keith has mentioned, is between Donnie Yen and Duncan. They're like, Donnie Yen is Duncan's guy. Right. In this whole equation. Right. And like, I am looking forward to the next time they finish, when they finish their fight exactly that that's part of happen? it is like they didn't finish the fight like that's that's what's right. like satisfying like we got to see mm -hmm. a taste of it and they even like bow at each other it's like this isn't done yet right yeah i don't know this yeah. isn't so don I, donnie yet uh yeah i i think my <laughs> i think my biggest expectation in this moment is that that fight will continue cool guess what guess what it doesn't it <laughs> doesn't no, but Jeez. this, yeah, this sets you up to like Connor will come and get Kel and Duncan will be, re Connor will rescue Duncan and then right. 
like Duncan will fight Jin K. Yeah. yeah, that would be like an interesting twist. Like we, we expect Duncan has seemingly been captured. So it's like, well, yeah. who's going to rescue Duncan is going to is a thing we're probably all thinking, right? How's mm-hmm. Duncan going to get out of this pickle? And why doesn't Kate fight anybody? And I don't know. What's up? What's up with this? Well, you have to wait until next time to find out. We <laughs> continue right. our coverage. Ex- oh. Excellent. I'm like, eh. <laughs> whatever. <Excellent>. Of <laughs> Highlander. Is, we've been doing this for five plus hours now. This is a long day. Anyway. Highlander uh, edge game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I should not Love be laughing. Ay, ay, ay. All right. We're uh, sober too. We uh, are. Yeah. This is crazy. Like most of our podcasting now has been, uh, for me at least, has been done sober these yeah. past during agreed. quarantine because we're doing it early in the day. So I don't know yeah. why about I say that. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> yes, me too. Agreed. Yeah. Very good. Well, if you want to write us in, send us an email at highlyrewatch at gmail.com. Did I just mumble? Highlyrewatch. Highlander Rewatch. You know what this show's called. You can just put mm-hmm. it at gmail at the end of it and .com and all that stuff. Uh, but send us what you think of uh, what we've been talking about so far. And uh, we'll be back next week with another exciting uh, episode. Who knows how many of these there's going to be? It's a lot. Uh, wow. Anyway, we've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye. Bye. Bye.